having great success so far this year. Um, does that put any pressure on you guys to succeed? In this Who are the Golden Knights? No, only pressure is, is that the sniping of people saying you got to do as good as them. It's just good. Uh, Vegas is treating us well, and I think the record doesn't show how hard that we work, and it's tough in that way, but it's good for us in the inner circle to understand what we have going on in Vegas, and if we just continue to trust and believe in each other, the sky's the limit for this team, and I'm just, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Uh, you know, our expectations maybe at the start of the season were a little unrealistic. Man, we're not even worried about the playoffs right now. What we do, what we do is we take it week by week. We just got to, we got to worry about next week. You start looking ahead and you start looking over people, you might not even make it, so. That being said, to me, Urban Meyer is one of the lowest pieces of garbage there is on this earth. You are tuned in to Straight Bet Sports, live on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. That's right, Wednesday night, just past 4 p.m., here on the West Coast, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. You are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, no EMB today so far. Quan 5'9 in the studio, doing what we do every single week now. Not being funny. I know this isn't the right way to start the show, but I haven't spoken to Ian. I hope he's okay. If anyone's heard from him or spoken to him today, please let us know that he's good. Um, normally, we have him set up. He's here with us before the show starts. We have everything going, but I haven't been able to speak to him today, man. So, Ian, if you're out there, man, hit me up. If you're late, you fell asleep, I get it. Like Quan said, your schedule is a bit wacky because of the way you work late. So, hopefully, you just knocked out and you're tired, man. I hope all is well. But we will definitely talk to Ian soon. But once again, man, drop that comment, drop that like, press that share button, and we'll go from there. Let everyone know what it is that you are tuned into today. We are live on all Gorilla Cross radio platforms, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, GorillaCross.com, and, of course, the Gorilla Cross app. If you want to give us a call today, the phone number is 702-608-3259, as it is every single Wednesday here on Gorilla Cross radio. Now, I had a bunch of topics and things that we were going to talk about today, but, um, again, Ian's not here, but we do have a guest. We have a return guest making his fourth appearance on the get on the show today. He was on the show originally with me back in my KSHP days when I had the Sudden Death Sports Show on KSHP 1400 AM. Um, he's been on the show twice here before on Gorilla Cross with us. An amazing young man, an amazing human being, and one of the most amazing athletes that I've seen in a while when it comes to the sport of baseball. He is none other than Camden Perry, right-handed pitcher, if I have that correct, out of Bishop Gorman. 17 years old. He was 14 when I met him. This kid is growing inch by inch every single day. My guy, how's it going? How you been? How's everything? You know, every day, uh, going to play baseball, go to school. You know, everything's going, so it's going pretty good right now. How excited are you with life, man? I mean, the baseball scene for you has grown a lot more just like you're growing. You're almost, yeah. what, 6'4 now? Yeah. When I met you, you were below 5 feet but still stretching. I mean, yeah, yeah below 6 feet, excuse me, but still stretching out. How much has your life changed since the first time that we've had you on the show, would you say? Uh, I'd say pretty dramatically. I mean, I think I think I was probably just going into high school uh, at the time when I when we first met. And, you know, now I'm a senior in high school. Uh, so it's you know, everything's changing going by quick it feels like but it's for the better so. how much are you enjoying still being one to play baseball and, and not only that play it at a high level where there's a lot of eyes on you and people are, are expecting a lot from you as well does that cause you to have pressure or to you is it just i'm having fun i'm enjoying this but you want to make sure you're great at your craft i think you know i love it i've always been around it probably you know i've been around it since i was younger so uh really when i get to that moment where there's a bunch of people looking at me uh, you know, fans, scouts, just people there to see me. Uh, I really enjoy it. I love the feeling of it. And, you know, I just, I like being in that position. So it's really nice to me. So I've seen you as a hitter when I first met you. And now yeah. I see you as a pitcher. And, and I told you before the show, I was up late last night watching a bunch of your videos since you started pitching, right? Mm -hmm. And seeing the growth of pitching. But one thing that I did notice from you is, is your body language. You are literally ice cold when you're out there. Like, I don't see you smiling or, or like, your face is always the same. But you are so composed and just your eyes and the way that you're looking at your catcher and the way that you pitch the ball is just amazing for someone at your age and how much you've grown since you started pitching. Now, my thing that I've noticed, obviously, with a lot of great pitchers and catcher combinations, you have Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina recently, you know, getting that record, being yeah. together for so long. When you're out there pitching, as you have been throughout these years, 
Do you have a favorite catcher that you've already gotten used to? Or is it just you got to get used to a catcher because you're in so many different tournaments and different things aside from pitching in high school? Uh, well, when I was younger, uh, I played with uh, Roland Driscoll. Uh, he was my one of my favorite catchers uh, growing up. We played together for a couple you know, years. And uh, once we hit high school, we had to stop. So uh, I'd say, you know, I, I like to expand and, you know, get to know catchers. Um, but I don't have a, you know, a certain choice of a catcher right now. Uh, I, you know, they're all going to be different since I'm playing tournaments. I'm in high school, so it's all going to be different. So you got to learn and, you know, it's good for the future to have different catchers, have different people around you. And the fact that you're always having different catchers, right? Cause like I said, not only do you pitch in high school, I talk to your dad all the time. You guys are in Florida, you're in Texas, you're all over the place going to different types of tournaments. Is there some type of pregame ritual that you do with your catchers on games that you know you're going to catch, maybe with a guy that hasn't caught for you before? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, I'd say, like, we go over, like, signs and stuff and, like, what I would, like if I have a runner on second base, like, uh, if he gives me four, four signs, uh, you know, I'd be like, hey, I want the second sign. I mean, we just go over simple stuff. We don't have anything, like, out of the ordinary that we do. Just talk, you know, get to know each other more if we don't know each other. Um, but I like to, uh, 30 minutes to an hour before the game starts, I really like to hang with my catcher, uh, you know, just build a bond between them. And um, I kind of just like depart from my team and just hang out with my catcher for a bit till I start playing catch. And uh, yeah, it's, I just like to uh, get to know him if I don't know him already and, you know, just be around them before the game. So we build up a little bond. Once again, you're tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Jose V, Quan 59 up in the studio, hanging out with Las Vegas baseball phenom Bishop Gorman's own Camden Perry here in the studio. Like I said, fourth time around that we've had the young man in studio chopping it up with us. Actually, one time, it, it wasn't in studio. You were actually out of town. You had just gotten back. It was the night after Game 4 of the 2020 World Series. You and your dad were in attendance with a friend of yours, I believe, at the at, at the um, Globe Life field right in texas i yeah. believe it was um one of the greatest games yeah. that when it comes to the world series that i think anyone has ever seen i mean it was just amazing you and your dad were just talking about it right now the errors the way that the game ended um exciting game to be at right but talk about being able to turn around right and go right back to that same field you got to pitch and play there in the powerhouse showcase yep. right after that world series game talk a little bit about that because you went out there and showed out three innings Eight Ks, that's pretty significant for yeah. someone your age to go out there. Was it something fueling you from being there the previous night or whatever it was? And how was that experience for you? Uh, I just think, you know, I was there, so I felt like, you know, I already knew the field. And, um, I mean, I've played on uh, fields, the big fields like that before, so it was nothing uh, nothing different for me. So I went out there and did my usual warm-up, uh, talked to my catcher, did everything I usually do. And I just treated it like it was another game. Gotcha. So we do have a question from Facebook. We have a question from our guy, Christian Wynn, a local Las Vegas sports uh, person here. He says, interested in knowing who did you grow up admiring in baseball and who do you model your game after? I say I went to, I grew up admiring Nolan Ryan. Okay. Uh, he's a big pitcher, obviously. Uh, lots of strikeouts. Um He's just a guy that everyone knows, and I kind of want to be that guy that everyone knows. Okay. Um, but as of right now, I, I really – it's not a pitcher, but I still look up to Mike Trout. Okay. He's just – you know, again, he's a guy everyone knows. He's the face of baseball. Um, he's every, he's loved by everyone. I mean, he has his injuries, and but he gets through them, gets back in the field, and he just does what he does, you know? You mentioned the guy in Mike Trout that plays with the Angels and has a teammate in Shohei Otani. Now, you were a great hitter prior to you becoming this great pitcher that you are now. When I met mm -hmm. you, you were hitting the ball. You were at the powerhouse showcase hitting home runs in major league fields, you know yeah. what I mean, major league stadiums. Now, with the way the game has gone, you see guys like Shohei that can hit, that can also pitch. But then you also see guys in the past like Rick and Kiel that were pitchers that went out to the field that did different things because they had the arm but didn't have the control quite possibly to be a full-time pitcher. Now, with you being so good at pitching right now, granted, we're not talking the majors yet. You're only 17. Yeah. Obviously, we hope that that's the goal for your future after school, college, whatever it may be. But 
do you see yourself possibly playing another position like in the future if pitching doesn't end up being your forte do you think that you'll get away from the hitting or is it pitching and all nothing else i think the way it's heading right now it's just gonna be pitching i mean i like to when we have practices i like to you know go on the field take ground balls if we're lucky we get to hit bp um and usually I i still hit some home runs when we hit bp okay so if it ever came down to it and a coach was like hey you want to hit obviously i'm going to say yeah you know i'll go hit and if it goes good then it goes good i'll be a hitter but as of right now it's everything's looking just be a pitcher so so we're not looking at the next show hey no no <laughs> i wish that'd be cool but. what do you think about his game though you being a fan and not only a fan but someone that actually plays this game at a high level when you watch him play and the things that you've seen him do since he's been in the league do you try to take anything from it and, and how do you see him as a player I see him as, I don't want to say another player, but he is just another player. It's to most people, he's one of the best right now. And um, for me, what I take from his is his mindset. I mean, he goes out there and he he knows who he is. He knows what he can do. Uh, you hear everyone in the background, you know, overrated, you know, whatever it is, because you know that's just how people are. Uh, but I really like his mindset. He goes out there if he's pitching. Uh, he's going to do his best no matter what. If he gives up a couple runs, he's coming back the next inning and striking out the side. If he strikes out two, three times in a game, next game he's going to hit a home run, hit a double. He's, he's going to do whatever it takes to get back on top and, and show who he really is. You talk about staying focused, and that's something that Shohei has shown in his career, obviously, to do to, for, to this day and how great he has been. Now, when you're out there pitching, right, whether it's a right-handed batter or a left-handed batter, is there anywhere you normally like to locate certain pitches or just pitches in general, or it doesn't matter at all to you? It's just up to it and depends what happens at that point. Um, I think it just it kind of depends on the hitter and who I'm facing. Like if I have like you know a big lefty, um, he's gonna look for a fastball, so I might throw a changeup, maybe a curveball, or if I have a you know a righty that uh, likes to hit singles, um, I'm gonna throw some fastballs up at him, and you know he's gonna be late, and then. Uh, I, I really like my slider outside because it gets people chasing. Uh, I just I just developed that pitch just this last year, and you know I wasn't like a big, you know I'd get people out and a couple strikeouts now and then, but and I didn't have like as many strikeouts as I do ever since I had my slider. So I think that's a big part of my game right now too. Um, so slider has been. A, pretty big for me with any hitter I could throw it to anyone so. and, and the reason I asked that and I wanted to get your comment on that is because watching the tape that I saw last night when you have right-handed batters up there you love low and away it's what I've noticed uh -huh. and that's that's like a pitch that you're getting people to catch sometimes you'll have that occasional batter that they'll stay away from it but yeah. you're getting guys to swing at that pitch and not yeah. only that your dad mentioned it to me and I'm like no way so I go and look it up for myself you're making guys break bats. Yeah. I mean, you're throwing, what, 90? Yeah. In your fastball, 90, 91? I mean, yeah. for a 17-year-old, no disrespect, kid, because you're still a kid, you're a mm -hmm. young man, That that's pretty awesome, bro. Yeah. Like, for you to be able to say you can throw that heat and, and not be, like, all, you know, cocky about it, but how does it feel to know you're someone that can throw that fast at your age? I, I mean, it's really, I guess for me, it's kind of normal since, you know, it's just what I've been doing. Uh, but it's... It's almost, you need a you can't really just have you know just a really fast fastball because there's gonna be kids that can only hit fastball so you got to be uh, you know someone that can throw everything so I mean I have four pitches I got a fastball curveball slider changeup uh, you just have to know how to throw everything and because there's gonna be guys that you know are gonna expect your fastball they see fastballs every day uh, they're gonna they're gonna know how to hit a 93 mile per hour fastball. So you got to hit him with a slider every now and then and, you know, fastballs up and in. And you just got to catch them where they're not going to expect it. See, and the way you even talk about it, just knowing that not anyone can get beat with a fastball. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's some guys that have great contact that'll, and they're power hitters that will connect and they'll hit yeah. those home runs on those fastballs. So yeah. it's great knowing that you already know the philosophy of it. You know the smarts of knowing, well, this guy likes this, this guy likes that. Now, are there guys that you've, aside from high school, because I know high school, you play some of the, against these guys. You know who some of these guys are, scouting reports, all that. Do you get these same type of scouting reports when you're on the road pitching in these type of classics and tournaments that aren't with high school to know who some of these guys are? No, I don't know who everyone is. I mean, in Nevada, I, I pretty much know almost everyone that plays baseball up in my age group. 
Uh, but if I'm going out to Florida and, you know, I'm uh, play a different team, I'm not going to know who everyone is. There's going to be guys I do know because they're going to be some top-ranked guys that I play. But there's going to be some people that you don't know, and they're going to they're gonna try and make a name for themselves. And uh, you just got to do, do what you can to, you know, prevent. I, I mean, you don't want to prevent them from making a name for themselves, but you got to do what's best for you and get your name your name out there. So you just got to do what you can. So Pop showed up with the Dodger gear, the Clayton Kershaw jersey. Yep. Um, you got to pitch for the Dodger scout team. Yep. Can you talk about that experience, and, and did you get anything from the coaches or anything was said to you that you took back with you? Uh, I just, I really like, I really like this team. Uh, we're a pretty good team. I think we have a chance for this weekend to win a tournament. And um, they just, I mean, we, we go play uh, CSN. Uh, we go play teams like uh, the Colorado Rockies scout team. Um, and they come back after I pitch or after other people pitch or, you know, hit or whatever. Uh, they come in, tell you like what you did right, what you could do better. So they're a good staff. They know what they're talking about. They, they know what they want from you. They, they, they know a lot and, um, they're just, they're going to be there to help you no matter what. So they're pretty good staff. You knowing that you're great at what you do, right? Because you have eyes on you all the time now. You know what I mean? You've been doing shows for the last four, what, four or five years now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Coming on different shows, you can tell your demeanor, how much has changed, how you're okay being in front of the mic. Now, when you're at school and then when you're also on the road doing these tournaments, right? And you're getting this criticism, this feedback. It's like a person working a nine to five job and their manager pulling them aside, right? Yeah. How do you take it positively even though you might hear something that you don't like? Uh, if I don't hear something I don't like, then I kind of, you know, I'll listen to them. I'll say, like, I won't say anything. I'll, I'll listen and I'll, you know, I'll understand it. I'll know what they're trying to say, but I'm not going to, you know, take anything and put it down on myself. I know what I can do, um, and I've proven it, and, you know, I'm going to keep proving it. And um, I just don't like to take anything completely negative and just, you know, shove it down my throat. I want to I want to be able to understand what they're trying to say and you know, maybe try and fix it cuz you know, maybe they are right. Maybe I can fix something, but I won't I won't I won't cave in and I won't be like that. So So would you say that the fact that you've been that way has helped you get better and helped you get to the oh, point yeah. that you're at now? Obviously, I know your family, your dad, your mom, they've been biggest support before anybody else. I get that. But knowing that you have these guys that are on the professional level already that are telling you these things it's it's kind of hard to get upset at anything they tell you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, my parents, they always, you know, they're always there to help me. Uh, they got something to say. I'm going to listen because, you know, they're more wise than me. They're older than me. They, they've been through more than me. So I'll always be up to listen to them. But um, at the end of the day, you know, they're there to help you. So you just got to take that in and, you know, understand them. So next step, St. Mary's, right? That's where we're committed at right now from yeah. everything that we've seen, that we've heard. Um, it's great that you're continuing your baseball career after high school. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But the ultimate goal after school is all said and done, right? has to be the pros eventually. Now, yes. what are we looking at when it comes to the pros? Like, Because I don't know the way the draft works. I'm pretty sure you follow the draft in previous years because you're so into the baseball part of it. Is there anything that you have to look at when it comes to the draft when you're ready and that time does come for you or is it just when you want to jump in you'll jump in i think i think you'll know when you know uh you gotta it's it's pretty mental when you get up to that spot uh you gotta you gotta be ready for it because it's gonna be a big change for you and um you just have to know what you're gonna be capable of and you have to understand you know that everything's gonna be it's gonna get 10 times harder um so you just got to be ready for it. And if you think you're ready for it, then then you should just go for it. And with there being so many great, prominent baseball programs out there, right, in, in college baseball, what was it about St. Mary's that for you was like, I want to sign here? Oh, uh, well, they... Or, they, no, I'm sorry, commit here. Yeah. <laughs> Get that right. They, uh, they just, they have a really good staff there. I mean, I talk to them on a daily basis. They always check in on me. Uh, they're, they're pretty good about uh, keeping people healthy. Uh, they're just... They're really nice. They're really cool. And I really understand them and I like to talk to them. And uh, I just appreciate what they have for me and what they're giving me. And um, they're just they're just a really cool set of people that, you know, I'd like to be around, you know. 
Once again, Jose V, Quan 59. We are in the studio with Camden Perry of Bishop Gorman. You are tuning to Straight Bet Sports live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Once again, man, if you guys want to share the live feed, please click that like, drop a comment, press that share, and we'll go from there. Let everyone know what it is that you're watching today. But Camden, I wanted to ask you some major league baseball related questions because obviously you're a baseball guy. But the big talk right now is Aaron Judge. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a huge Yankee fan. Mm. Um, I'm scared because I think that Aaron Judge has an opportunity to leave next year because we might not pay him. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about that because that, that's here nor there, right? We're, we're fighting right now. We've won the division. But the big talk is, are we seeing too much of him everywhere, right? Because every time he's about to step up to the plate to try to get 61, there's the live looking, right? Mm-hmm. Over the weekend on Saturday for college football, the live looking. Oh, Aaron Judge is up. Let's put it on. Some people say it's a little bit too much. I don't think it is because he's trying to break a Yankees record, if you think about it. Not only an American League record, right? But a Yankee record, because a Yankee did this in Roger Maris, hitting 61. But now, quietly, he's crept up and taken over the Triple Crown. Mm-hmm. Home runs, RBIs, batting average, right? Yep. The batting average one is tight because he's tight right there with Xander Borgards of yep. the Red Sox. But the fact that he keeps getting walked, not necessarily striking out or grounding out or any of that, is helping his batting average, right? He's been walked so many times these last few games now. The question that's been thrown to me, and I want to get your opinion, do you think now is probably better for him to just focus on playing and continuing that triple crown run since they got the division locked up? Or should we still try for that 61? What's more important, do you think? I think, to be honest, the triple crown is it's going to be worth more. Yeah, the record's cool. But if you're focusing on average, trying to get on base, the home run will come. Will come and it's... It's going to be there, um, but if it doesn't happen, who cares? You got another year. You know, do it again. I know it's hard to say, but do it again. You know, it shows show who you are, uh, but I think the Triple Crown is really important. That's just a, a big accomplishment for him. So, And then him hitting a lot of home runs this year, right? Yeah. Let's have that conversation because obviously times have changed. I know it's not like that in, in schools anymore, but when I was growing up, there was a lot of bad stuff going in, in high schools, you know, when you were playing yeah. sports, but... A lot of people talk about, is he clean, is he not? You as a fan of watching what he's doing this year, right, being on a tear, does that ever cross your mind? Like, I wonder if this guy's juiced or it's just, nah, this guy's clean all the way. I've never really thought about that. I mean, he's he's a big, tall dude. I mean, he's he's bound to hit home runs. He's bound to hit the ball hard. I mean, it's it's baseball. You got to you gotta be able to hit the ball. Um, you There's just, there's a lot of talk about that. I understand it, but, I mean, you just got to watch the game. I mean, just let the game happen. If if he is, then, you know, that sucks. But you just got to watch the game and, you know, love the game. That's It's there to play. And uh, I think I think it's just really cool what's happening right now. So you just got to just gotta love that. So two-part question. You talk about watching the game, right? When you're watching games, whether it's live or on television, do you do either of these two? Do you watch the pitcher and see what he's pitching and how he's pitching and what you would have done better? Or do you watch the hitter to see how he hits, what he's chasing, what he's going after, and then come up with whatever your own pitch type of count would be for that at-bat? Do you ever do that when you're watching these games? Uh, I kind of do both. I look at the pitcher and, you know, you know, some pitchers are better than other others. And uh, I look at, like, you know, what if they throw a slider, if, you know, if it could have been a better pitch. Uh, you know, they, you just got to understand who you're throwing to. Uh, some guys are bigger than others, and um, I think they understand that. Uh, you know, everyone makes mistakes with their pitches. Um, but I, I look at hitters, too, and I see, you know, I look at what they're trying to hit, what they're trying to go for. And um, it's it's just a both thing. Now, another hitter that's doing a lot this year in final year, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've been following it as well, Albert Pujols, what mm-hmm. he's doing, finally got number 700. Yep. Evan, our guy, our photographer, um, he was going to go to California to watch the game. He ended up going before he hit, I mean, after he already hit 700. But your thoughts on Albert? I mean, you've 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 seen his career. I mean, you've seen most of it, obviously, not all of it because you're only 17. He's been playing longer than you've been, you know, alive. But from what you've seen and being a fan of the sport, how fun is it to watch him and what he's done? And do you take anything from his playing career at all? I mean, it's just crazy. He just he comes back every single year, and somehow he just keeps getting better and better. I mean, it's clear that he's old. You know, he's retiring after this year, um, and he wanted that 700, and he got it. 
it just shows that you can put your mind to something and eventually you can get there. Who do you think wins the World Series this year? Ah, that's a good uh, question. He's like, ah, I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I mean, Dodgers are known for, you know, getting there and just losing. I think they I think Dodgers have a pretty good chance again this year. I mean, they got the staff. Uh, they got the hitting. They got everything. So, you know, if they keep rolling like how they have been, they should strongly win it this year. So you were, again, you were at the COVID championship. Mm-hmm. You said the Dodgers always get there and they lose. Yep. Let's say they get there this year. Regular season all the way. Yep. Yankees were the best hot team first half of the season. Dodgers quietly kept going, crept back, took over, became the best team record-wise. And the best team on the field, the way they're playing, right? If they win it this year... Does that give more validation to the COVID championship, you think? Or to you, it's still a championship? I think it does. I mean, a championship is a championship. No one should, you know, you know, no one should talk down to it. Because, uh, you know, if they if their team would have won, they would have been defending it too. Yeah. So. Once again, Jose V. We got Jay Madrazos in the studio. Somebody yes, showed sir. up to uh, take the lead since Ian's not here again. Not being funny. We hope that Ian's good. Look at the camera, bro. Come on. Come on. There you go. Boy. Now you got to grab the mic and move it over. But yeah, we got Camden Perry, man, once again in here. We got we got his dad in the background, too. Pops don't like being on mic or on the camera. He just chills. He's in the background, hanging out, having a good time, man. But big shout out to Keith as well, man, and, and to your whole family because they've done an amazing job with you, man. And we appreciate the fact that you've always given us the time of day since day one. Your pops has always been cool with it. You've always been straightforward with it. Once again, jumping with us and, and never saying no. And it's always good to see you grow, man. Like, I'll be honest with you. And I've had these conversations with your dad. I can't wait to see you in the pros. Because it, it's it's not, is it going to happen? It's a matter of time. Yep. That's, and that's how I see it. If I'm being honest with you, not, not trying to throw any more pressure on you or, or act like, oh, you really got to succeed. But I think it's just a matter of time before you're up there. You know yep. what I mean? Like, I... I've watched enough sports. I've watched enough baseball to know that you are the next big thing. If I'm being honest, not, not to blow smoke up, you're, you know what, but you are the next big thing when it comes out of Las Vegas. Now, the conversations that I've had with people that are baseball heads here in Las Vegas, everything that I hear is, this guy's the next Bryce. This guy's the next Bryson. This guy's uh, the, the next Chris Bryant. You know what I mean? That type of talent to come out of Las Vegas. When you hear that type of conversation, when you hear those type of names... How does that make you feel? Uh, it just makes me feel like I want to be one of those names, you know? I want to be that person that everyone's like, oh, he's going to be the next Camden Perry. You know what I mean? So, it, see, I, I love that you say that because I'm always the guy that says we got to stop saying someone's the next this, this, and that, right? Mm-hmm. So you're basically saying I want people to know who I am, and I want them to say they want to be the next me, regardless of who came before me. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And the fact that these guys are all hitters, and you're coming out as a pitcher, yep. that shows a lot. Yeah. That shows your growth. That shows your game and what you can do. How much fun are you having at Bishop Gorman this year, man? Let's uh, be honest. It's really fun. I, I love I love the kids there. I mean, they're all cool. Uh, we're all cool. We're all friends. Uh, we all hang out. Uh, they're all pretty chill. I mean, we go, we do turn, like, uh, we all play different tournaments with each other outside of Gorman. So we're, you know, we're one big family. And uh, I think we got a pretty big chance this year to win it all. So, what's your guys' record right now so far this year? Uh, we, we haven't started season. Oh, I thought you guys yeah, already yeah. started. I'm sorry. But you're, oh, you're doing the tournaments. Yeah. That's what it is with the scout league. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Uh, so, it's this isn't it's not Gorman. Uh, it's a different team. Uh, but it's just it's just uh, kids from Nevada coming together. Uh, one team, you know, going to play tournaments, games. Uh, they're all cool kids. I know them all. Uh, it's just it's just like another family. I mean, you get taken in, and uh, you all got to learn to love each other, whether you don't or not. Um, you know, you have to have each other's backs, and uh, it's really fun. I like playing with them. They're a good team. You know, I like winning, so when we keep winning, it just it makes it even better. And rankings, man, you're, you're ranked up there. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the newspaper, you look at high school stats, you look at pitching, you look at... You look at your name, it's there. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel when you see those things, man? Uh, I kind of, you know, I kind of just like, I really don't look at those. I mean, yeah, it's cool saying, oh, you're this or this. Um, or, yeah, you could be this or this. But I kind of, I disregard that. You know, it's nothing you should worry about because if you're lower, that just means you got something to prove. And if you're higher, that means 
you still got something to prove. So it's all the same thing. Uh, rankings shouldn't really matter uh, the way people, you know, try and make them look. Uh, but they're nice. You know, they're nice to it shows how, how accomplished you've been. Um, but uh, I kind of just I disregard those because uh, anything can happen. Um, you know, kids can come up from the bottom. Next thing you know, you got a new number one. Uh, like Jack Gilliam, he's number one this year. He wasn't last year, he wasn't the year before. He came up and now he's number one in Nevada for hitting. And so it's just crazy. I mean, you can you can be from the bottom and just come from the top. So you just gotta you just gotta disregard those and play your own game. Any pressure from from the family? And I mean that respectfully. I don't mean that your dad's on you or anything like that. But knowing that your dad loves baseball and seeing how much he supports you and he's always there. You know what I mean? It's easy to say, well, maybe his dad's pushing him a little bit too hard. But at the end of the day, is it just you going out there and just trying to be your best no matter what? Yeah, I just, I mean, I'll listen to them. You know, if they got something to say, I'll, I'll listen and I'll try and understand. But it's, I'm just going to go out there and play my game. Because uh, what I've been doing for the past how many years, I'm just going to go out there and do what I can do. Personal life, real quick. You're a high school kid. You're a senior. And you're playing a lot of baseball. Mm -hmm. You travel a lot. You guys go out of town all the time. So I know life can be probably tough at times, right? Very mm -hmm. busy. Not a lot of time to do social things, right? Is there any dating involved for you right now? Uh, yeah, I got a girlfriend. We've been okay. dating for about a year. Okay. She goes to, she's in college right now at Boise State University. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Look at yeah. that. College, yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, college girl, Boise State. Okay, okay. Now, how has that been for you? Because I, I was an athlete in high school. I wasn't great or anything like that, but I played a bit, but... Playing sports and, and having a relationship can be hard sometimes. I mean, yeah. you see it even in the pros, right? People's personal relationships get thrown out there. How do you separate the two? Uh, she kind of, she understands. She knows, like, everything that's happening. So she's pretty cool about it. Uh, if I need to, you know, be gone for a while, she understands. She's, you know, she's in college. She can do her own thing. Uh, but it's been pretty good so far. It's not been too bad at all. Uh, you know, we talk all the time. Uh, but... It's nothing that's really bothered me so far. You know, if something were to happen, you know, it's I'll I'll deal with it later. You know, I'll go play my game. I'll do what I need to do, but I won't let it bother me. That's like they say when you go to work, leave your problems at the door. When yep. you go to school, leave your problems at the door. Come yep. in, come fresh. Don't worry about it. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome, man. But I have a quick question. So now that you're like at like an, at another like elite level, meaning like like club-wise and even high school-wise. Mm -hmm. what, what are you doing to prepare yourself uh, to get to the next level and for this next uh, upcoming season? Uh, well, right now, uh, I'm just focused on uh, this elite team, uh, the scout team, uh, and I'm going to focus on these tournaments coming up and high school ball, and uh, i got to focus on where I need to be uh, for the future. And, you know, I'll be doing my – I do throwing drills. I go to, go to work out every day. So it's just about preparing for – for the future and uh it's it's all starts with now you know you can't you can't only be worried about the future you gotta be worried about right now and what i can get done now you know what i mean cool so chris wind chimes in about you he says love camden's perspective on baseball he realizes now he's a big fish in a small pond humility and hard work with a little bit of hard work goes a long way will make you a big fish in the biggest pond mm -hmm. so there you go my man you got people out here rooting for you you got people out here watching you, man. Definitely, they know that they know who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not only baseball. He was also people. asking what his favorite baseball movie. Because it doesn't go all the way through <laughs> over here. It's not showing me the whole thing for some reason. But you. So, what's your favorite say? baseball movie? There That's another go. question, uh, Chris. Had. <sighs> doesn't pull up on my end. I'm sorry. You know, I know baseball <laughs> movies, but I don't know the exact name of some of them. Uh, but the one where that kid—I f I forget the name—but it's one. It's the one where that kid just. Has like I think he breaks his rookie arm. of the year. Yeah, rookie of the oh, year. Oh, that was one of my favorites. Going up. We yeah. had the Ro Rosenberger. Yeah, or whatever the dude's name was. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. good movie. I like that. That movie. was with the dude from American Pie. He was also on American Pie. Yeah. He, was, he was younger, obviously, in a, a rookie of the year. That was a great movie. I grew up watching that movie. It was pretty inspiring, man. <laughs> Knowing that you can make it to the big leagues, and hey, you're a young man that's gonna make yeah. it to the big leagues. We know it's gonna happen soon. But before we let you go, man. You're more than welcome to hang out in the studio. We want to take some pictures with you and Pops after the show. Um, me and uh, Joel will finish up with some of the topics. But the last question that I have for you, when it's all said and done with your teenage, high school, college years, where does Camden Perry – okay, where would Camden Perry love to play in the pros? Obviously, you get drafted, you go where you go. But if you had a dream landing spot that you would say, I would want to play for this team, throw it out there, what would it be? 
I've always been an Angels fan. I'm a big Angels fan. You know, they got their they got their times right now. Um, and, you know, hopefully I can make that better. So that'd be pretty nice playing for them. How do you feel about Detroit? Real quick, Chris Wynn says, hopefully my Detroit Tigers pick them up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you I know, if, ask, if I get there, I'll play there. I'll do my best, but, you know, preferably not. Uh, like, oh, in the hey, cold, hey, right? In the cold at weather. Least, at least he's being honest. He'll be gone when that contract's up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Camden, we greatly appreciate you coming in the studio, man, and hanging out with us and giving us a more, some more moments of your time. But look, man, any final thoughts or anything else you want to say? And the one thing I do got to put you on the spot, we asked about the young lady. You got to mention her name. You got to mention your girlfriend's name. Give her a shout out. But then let everyone know where they can find you on all things social media. Well, you uh, don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> I'll say her first name. Her first name Sophia. There you go. That's good uh, She's pretty cool. Perfect. Um, uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Camden uh, underscore Perry 30. And then I think Twitter's the same. Um, but, you know, just one thing I could say is, you know, go out there, play hard, do your best, do what you're capable of. My man, Camden Perry, watch out for this young man. When I say Bryce Harper, when I say Chris Bryant, when I say Joey Gallo, when I say any of these Las Vegas names, this is the next name that you are going to hear. I guarantee you that. Just wait. Just wait. It's going to be fun to watch this kid on the big stage. So, Camden, you have yourself a great day, my man. We'll Thank definitely be too. talking to you soon. Hang out with us here for a moment, right. and we'll chop it up soon. But, Joel... I appreciate you, bro. Hey. I, I know you weren't here last week. You're here today. Yes, sir. We, we, we're going to have to switch it up because Ian's not here to talk about some of the topics. But you're here to talk about something that I, I want to talk about because I know we have people that are on the show that listen and watch soccer. Primo Eddie's on here. He's a huge soccer guy. The conversations with Messi right now and, and Barcelona that we're hearing that are arising is that Barcelona is saying that it's in the works that they can bring him back next season, right? We're going from a team that was on the brink of bankruptcy that couldn't pay anyone, that was letting go guys that they were signing left and right. Some guys didn't even play in El Cunahuero. Remember, they signed him and had stars, to let him go. Stars. And now all of a sudden, we have money to sign Messi again. Now all of a sudden, we can bring in guys like Lewandowski, which I get it. He was already coming in right when Messi was leaving. I get that. That contract was made. It was set. But I don't know if it's a good move for Messi to go back. Like, the way he left, with the way he spoke about Barca, he gave them respect. But there was also a lot of chatter and, and, and side talk about the money. And I would have played here for free. Or remember, he said all that stuff. But yet, they couldn't make it happen. I don't know if I want to see him go back to Barca. Shout out to my guy, Saul. We were talking about it earlier today. He's like, bro, I would love to see him go back to Barca. If I know he's going to retire there... I would rather see him retire there than to have another year like he had at PSG. He already came out and said that he wasn't himself when he was at PSG. That he was going through stuff while he was at PSG, right? So if you're Messi and Barca does come back, right? And, and, and they're calling and they're like, hey, the door's open. The red carpet's pulled out. The parade's ready. Let us know when you want to come back. If you're Messi, do you take that leap and jump back in? And do you go to Barca in your opinion? Yeah, no, I agree with you for like... The main part, like, the way he exited the club wasn't a way that you treat, like, uh, your best player. I, f I feel like he's the best player that has ever played in the Barcelona jersey. Whether anybody likes it, whatever. He broke. We saw the records he broke. Yep. Debuted at a young age. So when other players, he sees other players and other players agree with how he left the club wasn't wasn't the right way. So he, when he left the PSG, I feel like that's, that taste, that sour taste was still in his mouth. Like, no, like... I loved you guys. I did this much. I broke so many records, but that's it. You know, and with PSG, I feel like the language and just him just going to a new country, just a whole new change. He couldn't believe that a club that probably promised more and they were in the talks to even renew his contract already. To leave the club like that was just, it didn't make any sense. So for me, I, or in my opinion, for Messi to go back or I would just call it quits and go back to good Argentina. Go go with a league that he never played in, retire in Newell's or maybe in the MLS and put it behind them. You know, so, every everybody everybody wants to see Cristiano come back to Real Madrid. Is it gonna happen? No. Nah, it's not gonna happen. Not at all. So the same thing I feel with Messi's thing. Like, why go back? If I'm Messi though, if I'm being honest with you, bro, I don't even go back to Argentina. I understand the whole go back to what old boys Libertad, or, or uh, whatever it was. Yeah, Newell's. The, yeah, Newell's. The, the team he was at, but. You, I'm, with all due respect, you're, you're beyond that already. You know what I mean? That's like 
That's like a player starting. That's like a player starting with the Las Vegas Lights, making it to Real Madrid, and then at the peak of his career, I'm gonna go back and play for the Lights. Diego like, did it though. Not, Diego and Diego, then, you know, but, a whole different person. You know, you know everyone. Not, everyone goes. Those, you know, pobrecito, he's not here no more. Romario, you know, I mean? you know everyone goes back to that. you know Libertadores like. Ronaldinho came back. I know, but league. look at Ronaldinho. He kept he playing in the everything. Mexican league, and he looked worse and worse as he kept playing, bro. Like, some guys, you just wish they would have called it quits when they called it quits. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It was fun watching Ronaldinho play, even at an old in age, because he still had it. But it, it's crazy now. Primo Eddie, soccer. He's this yeah. guy's huge drama. I'm glad no, I'm He glad always gets on me. He says, they're dumb, no offense. If they take him back, they have a good thing going with these young players and had adding some older players... They don't need him no more. And I agree. If you've already flipped that page, that book is yeah. closed. You're moving on from that chapter, right? I understand Lua is a little older vet, but he's still younger than Messi when it comes to what he has left in the tank, right? Yeah. And you do have a lot of younger players that you can grow and, and make and, and get together and see what you can do there. But Barca's not the same Barca anymore. Move on from that. Even Piqué and other players, Every, bro, it's time to, it's, it's, it's time it's, it's to time renew to go. the whole, like, the whole we way see, of playing. We see Real Madrid. We know yeah. Real Madrid still has Benzema, which has been there for a minute. You know what I mean? Even with Ronaldo and all that. Now Benzema's the guy, obviously. We know that. And Benzema's been through hell and back, bro. What he went through the French team and all the scandal and the tabloids and all the stuff Modric. that happened. It, it was bad. You know, yeah. It was bad, bro. It yeah. was completely bad. But it it it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. It says, guys, you know, Chris says, guys, you know, in about three years, Messi will be playing in the MLS. We can see it coming from miles away. I've been, saying it, I've been saying it for a while. Yeah. Go to the MLS. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're messy, I would rather see you go to the MLS than to see you jump ship and go back to freaking Argentina, Argentina. and play for no. Like, Libertadores. Bro, no. David One Beckham year. did it. One year. David Beckham did it, bro. David Beckham did it. But I feel, you know, like it's just in history, like all the South, even not even South Americans, but all the greats, they go at least go play. Like Ronaldo came back to Brazil. Ronaldinho came back to Brazil. Riquelme came back to... Tevez came back to Argentina. So it's... Carlitos Tevez. Remember? Car yeah, Carlitos came back. Like, it's just... It's just it just seems right, you know? At least one year to get... To say, hey, you know what? Messi played professional in the Argentina League. So just Mexico, bro. Mexico. Hmm. Had a friendly yesterday, right? This wasn't yeah, part yeah, of the friendly, qualifying. Friendly, just yeah, a friendly. friendly. But still, friendlies matter. Because you want to see what you're your teams look you're like. You're preparing it. You're, you're I mean, you're exactly. You're preparing. You're showing what you have, who you don't have, who's going to be there when your roster's all said and done, right? 3-2 lost to Colombia yesterday after beating Peru 1-0 in the previous game before that, which you should have, in my opinion, murdered Peru. I don't think Peru is as great of a team as people give them credit for. Yeah. But again, it's a friendly. Not too many people care about those matchups. But Mexico's in trouble, bro. And if I'm being honest with you, the U.S. is in trouble, too. Both, both clubs, excuse me, both countries are in trouble when it comes to their soccer clubs right now. Heading into the World Cup, they are in trouble, bro. 100%. Too many people are hyped on Mexico, but I don't see them doing anything at all. They remind me of a team that has a bunch of stars, which a lot of these guys are quote-unquote stars in the Mexican League or wherever they're at, that are trying all to be the guy. That not can play together and al, al tu por tu, todos juntos Equal, doing what we yeah, have yeah, to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to be the guy. No one can get together and try to play the right way in a team sport. What do you see with Mexico and are they in trouble for you? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll bring up two topics. First of all, I feel like I'll bring the U.S. and the and Mexico. The it. issue with, with our soccer in North America is that we're not going and playing these international tournaments, which we need to, which we had, what, 10 plus years ago, mm -hmm. we had the U.S. and the Mexican clubs, or North American clubs in that case, because we had some Canada teams going, yep. playing against, playing in Libertadores, playing in Sudamericana. We need to be playing Copa America, and in our friendlies, it's cool, we could play against, like, all everybody in our region, but in order to get to the next level, we need to be playing against the European teams. Who cares if we're playing against Germany and lose 3-1? That's yeah. how you'll get better. U.S. and Mexico have the same amount of stars in Europe playing in big clubs, and we need to bring that experience to our region and show that when it comes to the world. And we're the next World Cup host, so it's like we're in trouble. And and the same thing, and it sucks because as equal as Mexico and the U.S., we've been going in the same process in 2018. We're having the same issue now. We don't have a starting 11. Yeah. Both teams. 
We have, yeah, we have captains Pulisic and we have other. What about the others? Same thing in Mexico. Inconsistency. Yeah, we had Raul going five. Mm-hmm. What about now? We don't have a striker. We don't we don't have a starting eleven. It's like we switch coaches and same issue, same cycle. So unfortunately, we're not prepared for this tournament. I don't see our the North American teams making it that far, to be honest. South America, you saw Colombia beat us. They're not even qualified to the World Cup. <laughs> but they beat us. So what does that tell you? We're still preparing when the tournament's water, two bro. months. And then I think what the US lost, I don't know, they lost to Japan. Come on. We we have our levels. Both teams are a in little trouble, bit bro. higher. Both teams are in trouble, if I'm being honest. To be honest, you. we're 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 in, we're and here's the thing. Obviously, we we're know that we're in trouble. Our we know stage. that the U.S. team and the Mexican team have never won anything. We know that. Grand, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Your Copa de Oro or whatever. The, all these small North American tournaments, right? We get that. We we totally understand that. But remember, primo, primo Eddie. But remember, Mexico in the World Cup becomes a different monster. And that's that, I'm glad he said that because that's getting to my point. That's true. When they're in the World Cup, these are teams that excite. They bring eyes. They bring viewership. They bring people in the seats. So obviously, whether Mexico or United States win the damn World Cup or not, the fact that they're in it, they're always that team that you want to see. As crazy as it sounds, they're always the country that people are looking to see. Mexico more than the U.S. The U.S. has grown in soccer, yeah. if we're being honest. I've been watching soccer, I'm going to say, since 94, give or take. So the U.S. soccer-wise has grown suff- drastically. Obviously, we know that with, with, with the likes of what Donovan has done, what Pulisic has done. What um 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 geez Claudio Reyna before them yeah. um the other his guy son's now on the team like you know Josie Altador yeah. bro playing in the Mexican league now I know he's already towards the end but he's still looking solid there so the U S has produced a lot of talent they just haven't produced talent that's been able to play together on the big stage would you yeah. agree yeah yeah I agree I agree and it's like we get out of the group stage and that's it you know in the knockout stage it seems hard for for the North American teams. And I agree, so. bro, because if you look at some of these leagues, like people say, well, the Euro Cup means more, and that's why Ronaldo should be looked upon bigger than Messi because the Copa America is not the same. I agree and disagree. First of all, the Copa America is the oldest cup in all of soccer, older than the World Cup, for people that don't know that. The yeah. Copa America is the oldest cup in soccer, period. Now, I understand now the Euro, I mean, you got Belgium, France, Italy, England, Portugal. I mean, the list, Netherlands. The list goes on and on. Powerhouses. Powerhouses. Yeah. As were back in the days, a couple of these were powerhouses. They weren't that big. They weren't that known, right? You even have teams like Poland now and Switzerland that are considered powerhouses in the Euro Cup, right? Croatia. Croatia, exactly. So I, I, I can understand that narrative and that conversation and that argument of it, but they're still both major tournaments because in the northern part of it, or Southern America, South America, all those. Some of these clubs that are in there are considered powerhouses, right? Yeah. Because they're winning the Conembol and the CONCACAF and all that stuff, and they're making it to the big house. They're making it to the World Cup. So it's give and take when it comes to those tournaments, you know what I mean? But it, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I don't see Mexico getting out of the first round. They're in the uh, where they're in the group with Argentina. That's going to be tough. tough. I don't know where USA is at. I forgot. Unless you have it in the top of your head what group they're going to be in. I do not remember. Yeah, no, uh, but we'll definitely be talking a lot more soccer. Um, and the days to come because it's what November, right? It's gonna be right around the corner, my man. But Qatar. good talk, man. Good stuff there, Quan. If you do, you have the video by any chance that I sent you of uh, UNLV by any chance? No. Okay, so we do not have the video, but it's all good. Highlights though, man. from from the from last game. I was in the email. It's all good though. Well, no, what, what yeah. Was so it? we had what, uh, our guy, a, our guy Evan Guerra was out there. Shout uh, out to last Evan. home game that the UNLV Rebels had was at Allegiant Stadium, and um, they played the University of Northern Texas. Uh, 34-24 victory, I believe it was, at home. First home game for them to win. Um, I'm sorry, last home game that they played for them to win, going 2-0 at home. UNLV looks to go undefeated at home this Friday as they take on New Mexico. You see the videos here, highlights from our guy Evan Guerra of Drumline AV and Straight Bet Sports with some videos of the matchup here against Northern Texas. That was a great game to watch, man. If you guys were in attendance and you were there, Doug Brumfield did his thing, running the ball like crazy. This guy's already on watch on some of these awards lists for kids that are, are going to be considered some of the best quarter, uh, quarterbacks in all of college football. Not just in Nevada, not just in the Mountain West, 
but in all of college football, right? So it, it's fun to see UNLV, man. They're 3-1 and one now, something that I haven't seen since I've been covering this team or even watching this team, right? And it, it's, it's, it's so fun, man. They are halfway to being bowl eligible. If you know what that means, you win six games in college football, it makes you bowl eligible. They got three wins already. And the one loss that they had at Cal, there are a few penalties, a few calls, and plays away from winning that game. They didn't even get smoked in that game, and they could be undefeated now. I love what I'm seeing from this team, man. They look like a completely different team, the wide receiving core. The, on the defensive side of the ball, man, they're stepping it up big time. On the offensive side of the ball, like I said, Doug Brumfield looking so comfortable, so relaxed. Robbins, the kid that we have running the ball back there as well. Um, um, uh, Kyle Williams. Jeez, um, uh, uh, um, uh, White, the wide receiver, the transfer that they have. I mean, these kids are just playing lights out. Marcus Arroyo has them believing now. You know what I mean? And the fans are actually showing out. They're not filling the Legion Stadium yet, but you are seeing a lot more people showing support to this team when they're at home. Not only that, they've had people going on the road. They just went on the road and beat the defending Mountain West champions, Utah State. I understand. Utah State is 1-2 now, 1-3. Not the greatest team when it comes to records. And yeah, Chris Wynn says a lot of transfers this year have made a big impact and you finally seen the influence being felt there. And I agree 100%. The transfer portal is working in the right way. We talk about that all the time. Transfer portal is bad. I don't, I don't agree. Coaches can leave whenever they want and pick up and leave contracts and do whatever they please and go to different jobs. I think kids should be able to do so. I granted, some of them are petty. Ah, I don't like the coach or I didn't get playing time. I'm going to dip out. You got to tough it out at times. But if the transfer portal is there, use it. It's working for UNLV. I love it, man. I'm happy to see it. I hope everyone keeps showing out and showing support to this team because they deserve it. They're doing big things, man. I was watching the game on Saturday. Um, Adam Plant Jr., big shout-out to him. We've had him on the show a couple years back when he transferred out here to UNLV from TCU. I hit up his dad. I'm like, hey, your son, man, your boy, strip sack, got the fumble. Did you see it? He's like, oh, no, man, send it to me. He was working. Sent him the video. And that's cool, man, when you have a local product here trying to make it big. Obviously, He's got a lot to a lot of work to do if he wants to make it out in the pros, but it's cool when you can talk to the local talent here and see how excited they are stuff, yeah. and how excited the family is. Like his dad posts stuff on the daily. I know he pushes his son a lot, which any son should do, you know. I mean, which any father should do. I get that. But man, big shout outs to UNLV. Once again, they host New Mexico here at Allegiant Stadium on Friday, 8 p.m. Myself and Evan Gora will be in attendance bringing you guys live videos. Um, photos, all that stuff, man, of the press conferences, pre-game, post-game, um, during the game, we'll be live on the field, so go ahead and check us out with that as well. Golden Knights playing the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Myself and Evan Guerra as well will be in attendance live from T-Mobile Arena. Going to try to give you guys some live um, look-ins there from the post-game media conference. Haven't done that in a while. Preseason game number three for the Golden Knights, I believe. Losing their first two. Not in great fashion, so hopefully they can turn it around and... Um, See if they can figure it out here. We got a new coach, Bruce Cassidy. Um, so we'll see how that works now. Third coach here that we've had since this team's existence in the last six years. So it's interesting to see where this leads to and how the Golden Knights do. I don't take much from the preseason. You guys know that, not even on the NFL. Um, obviously, you got to look good, though. You can't look as bad as the Knights have looked, but we'll see how they look tonight. 7 p.m. puck drop at T-Mobile Arena if you guys are in attendance. Have fun. Be smart if you're drinking. Don't drive. Be smart with that. There's a lot of Ubers, a lot of ride shares, a lot of stuff out there. I was at Allegiant for a concert this past weekend for Bad Bunny. A lot of crazy people out there, man. So just be smart. I drank. I didn't drive. I made sure I left my car, did my thing, had a good time. You got to be smart with it, man. Sometimes you can drive, but not all the time. Don't be dumb, man. Be smart. Don't get in an accident. Don't get pulled over. Don't get a DUI. But we're towards the end of the show, man. I know we can't talk much NFL because our guy, Ian, isn't here. But you didn't give us Eagles, a pick of the week last Eagles, week. You, know? you didn't give us a pick of the week last week because you weren't here. But your pick of the week the week before what hit. What I tell so you. So you were good. Yep. So, so far, you're 1-0 on the year. Our guy, Sosa the Locksmith, which was on the show last week. Big shout out to him. He said, take the Bengals against the Jets. Minus 10.5 alternate point spread. Even though they were minus 5.5, he came through. That hit. He's 1-0 as a celebrity guest here on the show with his picks. Ian and I both 0-1 last week. I had the Giants. Giants look good. Even though they lost that game to the Cowboys, my Super Bowl pick, Cowboys still looking good, 2-1. Um, defense stepping up huge for the Cowboys right now. I believe they are the best overall defense in the league, if, uh, unless I read that incorrectly. But when it comes to stats across the board, if you add it up, they are the best defense. 
in the league right now, which is huge for them because they're changing it up and stepping it up on the defensive side of the ball. And the offense looks smooth, man. Even though uh, Dak Prescott is out, they're not looking bad at all. But that was my pick. I had the Giants minus one. Didn't come through. Ian had the Chiefs minus five and a half. They lose 20 to 17 on the road to the Colts as the Colts get their first win. Last minute drive by Matty Ice, showing why they call him Matty Ice to drive down there with the Colts to win that game. Dolphins take out the Bills, baby. Sorry, John. I, I know you're a Bills fan, but that helps me. The Bills can only win 11 games, so them losing... Helps me out, but I had the Dolphins on that one on my pick. The Dolphins looking scary now. I know it's early. It's three weeks in. We are not going to over-exaggerate and overreact because I'm not going to be like everyone else telling you, Jalen Hurts is the MVP front runner right now. Right next to him is Lamar Jackson. And not only that, the best team in the league is the Philadelphia Eagles. We're three weeks in, guys. Last year, the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers were both 3-0 against teams that were combined 0-6. Neither of those teams made the playoffs nor even won their division, nor even had a winning record. So let's slow it down and pump the brakes before we start anointing anyone. Have the Eagles looked great? I will tip my hat and say that 100%. They are the best team in that division right now, possibly the best team in the NFC. Not going to go as far as say they're the best team in the league because that's kind of taking a stretch there. But they've looked great. Jalen Hurts looks like he's finally figured it out as a starting quarterback in this league, but it's yet to be seen if he can continue that. You still got 14 more games to go, my guy. You've only played three. Can you make it happen for the remainder of the season? That is the biggest question. Offensive line looks solid. Defensive side of the ball for the Eagles look great. The Bills look good, but Josh Allen should not be throwing the ball 60 times. I'm sorry. I know the guy is your end-all, be-all, but he should also not be running. He is not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson knows how to move, how to get hit, how to slide, how not to get hit. As where Josh Allen is trying to run you over like a brick wall because he has the size. Josh Allen should not be throwing the ball that many times if the Buffalo Bills want to win more games and actually be considered as a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. You need to flex in, run that ball a little more, get that run game going to relieve some of the pressure from Josh Allen. Now, if we're going into picks of this week and the Jaguars won, I said it. The Jaguars are a better team than people give them credit for. I've never been high on the Jaguars, especially last year with the whole debacle with um, my best friend, Urban Meyer. But I'll tell you this much. That kid, Trevor Lawrence, sunshine. He looks good, bro. He looks really good. He's got a coach in Doug Peterson that is out there doing his thing and is coaching these guys. And He's, he's a quarterback guru. He's good, man. It's working for him. So let's move on and let's get the picks of the week. Don't even want to talk about my Jets because they were just absolutely <laughs> horrible last week and did not do anything. Now, if I'm going to give you a pick of the week, I'm going to be a homer this week, okay? Call me crazy. Give me the Raiders. Minus the quads. Like, nope. Give me the Raiders. Minus two and a half at home here at Allegiant Stadium against the Denver Broncos. 125 p.m. start here on the West Coast. 65% of the money and ATS is on the Raiders, so everyone is jumping on them. A lot of people agree with me. I get it. It's only Wednesday, a lot of time before all the money can still be bet. But that's my pick, my guy. Do you have it up? Do you know who you want? Do you want me to run it down for you real quick? Because we're already see. at you the end of the show. You know what? I'll go with my gut. Let's, let's go with Pittsburgh. So you're going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers against my New York Jets. Yeah. Ay, Dios mío, this guy. So oh, you got yeah. Pittsburgh minus three at home. With a one and two record against the New York Jets. They need it. All the money, 67% is on the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. So there it is. Our pick of the week segment. Give me, unless you want to give us one, Quan. We got Niners. Niners all day. <laughs> Anyways, man, we've come to the end of the show. My pick of the week this week, like I said, give me the Raiders. Minus three and a half. I'm sorry, minus two and a half. And Joel has the Steelers at minus three. For our guest, Camden Perry, our sponsor of the show. Eric Navarro of Line em Up by Eric, 702-884-8138. Hit him up on IG, Line em Up by Eric, or on the Booksy app. Just search up Eric Navarro. He'll pop right up. Get your appointment set up. Get your haircut. Get your beards lined up. Get ready for that appointment, that uh, date, whatever it may be, man, that job interview. Get ready. He'll hook get you your, up, man. But right. yeah, man, for our guest, Camden Perry, for my co-host this evening, Joel B Madrazos. Jay Madrazos. For the guy that makes it happen behind the big board every single week, Quan 5-9, we greatly appreciate you guys. Till next week, you have been tuned in to another episode of Straight Bet Sports Live here on the Guerrilla Cross Radio Network. We are out. Peace. Thank you.